Greetings to you all and welcome to Mono Dialogues with Mackenzie. I'm your host, Marlise Mackenzie, and I am honestly just here to thank you guys, to thank each and every one of you that joined in on the live, each and every one of you that's been subscribing on the YouTube channel, each and every one of you that has been literally just sharing the podcast, sharing the channel page, and just like making sure that mono dialogues with Mackenzie grows um this podcast that you're about to hear now is people that came onto the show and we spoke about common principalities common values spoke about the role of men in the society ended up talking about womanhood as well talking about family and literally just these ideas ideologies that we hold as people these values that we hold as people and as much as these are just personal to us as well they're more like it's what society has in common so this is not generalizing there were parts where we were like generalizing but like it doesn't mean that because we're generalizing like that it accommodates everyone remember that generalization is also just majority of the people it does not mean that everyone holds that kind of perception that kind of ideology that kind of value or perspective on life so i would love you to listen to this on with an open mind and again thank you so much for your continued support please do remember to give us a following and a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on please do remember to subscribe to the youtube channel called everything mckenzie and if you want to like just watch this video watch this podcast you can get a video on youtube at mckenzie everything mckenzie so please do check that out and thank you so much for your continued support on mono dialogues with mckenzie as we grow so yeah man this is totally unedited i didn't like even do rough works you'll even hear when we stutter when we misspeak everything it's all there it's raw so please do enjoy otherwise i'm sending you much love and light and you're probably going to hear this 150 times because there's another introduction coming up so y'all bye <laughs> lol bye for now that is greetings to you all and welcome to mono dialogues with mckenzie i'm your host marlise mckenzie and on this podcast this very special episode i'm with a few intellectual principled people and we're going to be talking about the role of men in society and as you guys know by now i'm not in the business of introducing people i do not do interviews so this is a conversation we're going to have a conversation we're going to share our opinions our beliefs our ideas our principles and all that so i'll start with you Mukalipulim, because you're a regular mr wise man oh you guys are finally getting to see i wasn't recording exactly. that actually. i i why didn't you say? I, I, I didn't want to disturb the intro. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to start over no. again. No! Introduce this person. Anyway, I'm gonna start with you, Mutalikule. Please do introduce yourself, sir. You guys are finally getting to see Mr. Wise Man himself in the flesh. Um, hello, um, so my name is Mutalikule, and I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah. <laughs> what do More you do? about yourself? What do you like, do? Like, yeah. Oh, what do I do? Okay, I'm studying become general, and yeah, I love romantic movies, so that's my life. You, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, guys. That's it. That's it. Okay, you'll get like yeah, you'll speak yeah. some more later. It's cold. Okay, I'm Bipela. I am a. Must we call it? Yes, please. 
we all trying to accommodate three devices. I think, okay, cool. Hi guys, my name is Vipela. I'm a second year student at the University of Western Cape. I am studying BA in psychology, philosophy, and sociology. And I'm a just I'm just a girl that loves Jesus and that's that. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, uh, my name is Malwani Sioka and from paper commonly known as Yoka. Uh what about myself? Yeah, I'm a third year accounting student doing my final year, but then my fourth year. Okay. So yeah, um, basically yeah, I'm an individual who just believes in just practicality. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. Okay, very realistic. Clearly the yeah. intellectual. <laughs> the rest of us wanna live in an ideal world and they're like is it practical though? Anyway, um as you know me by now, I'm Marlies McKenzie, a creative, a speaker. Ooh. I'm just literally I believe I that know. we are called to live many lives, so Whichever one it is, and if it's your purpose, then you're probably going to excel in it because I think you can actually be a master of all trades or a jack of all trades and a master of all of them. So, yeah, man, um, like we discussed already, the purpose of this podcast, this episode is what is the purpose of men? What is the role of men in society? And this conversation is going to be led by both of you because you are men so like you have a clear understanding of what it means to be men so yeah i want to talk about the biology of men if we talk in life science terms or in biological terms that would be the x and y chromosome that identifies one as men we would talk about sexual orientation but now when we talk about sexual orientation it now becomes a matter of who i'm attracted to and that could be people of the same sex as well so now I want to leave this question to the both of you and ask you what it means to be a man. What does being a man mean to you? What is your biology? What is your biology as a man? What is your identity as a man? What qualifies you as a man? And where do you derive those qualities from? Uh, so I would, I would like to ask your No, 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 no. Fully, fully. I think you're familiar with the platform, so I think. Okay. Um... I will start by taking the first question because those questions are very different and they're very loaded. So what does it mean to be a man to myself? I think being a man and trying to define it in today's generation is very different from the previous generation because I think everything is context-driven because I cannot say I am a hunter like men used to say because there is no more hunting. You know, I cannot say all those traits that used to define the previous generation, I cannot apply them now. Not because that makes me less of a man, but the context in which I live in has changed. So for me, I think being a man now, it's actually starting to accept who I am as an individual and not try to fit into specific traits. Because of, I think one thing that a lot of um, men or what I see in a lot of um, Friend, friend groups that I used to be in high school and now currently um, people who are close to me I think I see a lot of um, personas that people put out there to try to fit into the this thing of being a man and it gets tiring or honestly speaking so I think being a man in today's generation to me it's about accepting yourself as any individual that it is okay to do certain things that it's okay to cook as a man it is okay to do things that aren't considered feminine so for me 
it's all about individuality because I think um, identity is just a series of life experiences that you, you live upon and they make up this big um, identity that you call um, yourself. So I think for me, um, it's just my personal life and accepting myself as who I am. Um, I think that's how I define my own manhood. There isn't any blueprint for manhood. Um, there isn't something I can say I look up to and say this is a good man because I cannot say for my father because we live in totally different generations. So I cannot say my uncle and I cannot say the people around me because we are all living at the same time and trying to find what is it that is manhood. So I think I define it as my own living experience and accepting myself as who I am. But I also have a lot of um, unlearning to do uh, because of the things that used to influence my thinking of what exactly is manhood, you know, and I think we'll dwell more on that as we go back. Um, what was the other question? Yeah, so would I be correct in saying, because you also mentioned unlearning and you also mentioned your own idea, but while that is, you still have your father, you still have your uncles, you still have the other men in your family. So would I be correct in assuming that you take you pick and choose what you're going to take and implement because it's also a question that i always ask are we who we are because of who we are or who we're supposed to be or what we have or the values that have been installed in us so now what i'm asking you is those people all those men in your life i'm pretty sure they have instilled certain values in you so your identity is not solely upon yourself you didn't grow up one day become a young man and you were like okay this is who i am so you have learned from those people and that is what makes up your identity as a man um yes because one thing for sure influence one thing i can say is that um influence does not need your consent there are mm. certain things that when you are young you adopt because of you live for example the language we speak is the language we grew upon and that was installed in us like the language we be able to communicate with the people around us same with identity you had to be a certain way to live with those people that are there what i'm trying to do now is because i see some of the traits are not what i want to be so i have to unlearn them mm. because i'm trying to build my own manhood per se but at the same time i live in a society and there has to be some sort of a common ground to accommodate people. So I'm not an outliner per se, but what I'm trying to say is I don't want my definitions of what manhood is, something that is forced to me, and I have to have a persona that I have to, you know, I have to be a certain way when I'm with the gents and when I'm with the girls and what, 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 because people are different, you know. People have this certain identities that are, like people have, I'm this way with these people, I'm this way with these people, I'm this way with these people. So I don't want to have that, but I want in each and every friend group to know this is how he is. So that's what I mean by, you know, not necessarily saying I'm being an outline of in society. Yeah. Okay, lovely, sir. Before okay. we head on to the questions, let's hear what you have to say. Uh, what's the first question again? Uh, uh, what, what is manhood for you? What is manhood for or you? What is manhood for me? So when I look at it, I think because I had a my different background so the thing is i was raised by just a single father so the thing is you the idea of manhood traditionally speaking only became exposed to me when i only reached varsity because i think that's when you know you understood okay people have different experiences in this term manhood 
But the thing is, or I'll say that the way I derive the sense of my manhood is from directly from my father. So my father is pretty much like my blueprint to everything I do in life. So what he did, I think, as a kid, what he would do is that, for example, he would teach me certain etiquette. So, for example, how to respect yourself, how to, for example, communicate, how also how to stand up for yourself. Because it was not necessarily traits as man but or manhood but traits to deal with certain things in the world so the minute i got those certain traits and the certain of also critically uh just also just also to think also critically for example at home they know just because you're old i'm not going to respect you it does not work like that respect has to be given both ways so i grew up in a very nuanced i had a very nuanced father who even himself could sit down with me and just say look this is what I do, this is what I do. There's certain things you can't learn from me. You have to go out there and reach for yourself and teach yourself. Because I think um, in this world, I think that's something like mentoring is very important to a concept such as manhood. Because that's where you get your second father. So when you go out into the world, you get your second father who's going to teach you your own trade. Because as you've seen, like manhood is also derived from what we do with our intellect, how we perform in society. So the minute you get into the world and you find that mentor, that's when. Unfortunately, I haven't found that mentor yet because I think my father is still playing that role also. So that's how I'm like, manhood for me is just more of like, as I think Pule also put it very well, is that it's finding your own way, for example, and your own definition. But at the same time, there's a traditional setting in society which you have to correlate. So for example, once you interact with a woman, for example, a girl, if I could say that, let us see this woman, is that you realize that there's already a standard here that you have to learn. There's also a standard, for example, where you meet older people from your other families, and also there's a standard, especially when you're in, a, for example, um, the treasurer of the gentleman's project, so you're in an executive position. You can't be an executive without learning how to, for example, stand your ground, protect your own people because there are people working under you. Uh, you you legit have to be, for example, for lack of better words, stubborn in that sense. And that's when you start understanding that, okay, this is where people look at stubbornness as a masculine trait. And you're like, okay, it's a masculine trait, but the problem is I need to be like this. Because if I don't do this way, I'm not going to get my way. So manhood to me is just a duration of practicality. That's how it is. That's how it should be. So just like being human, we're just really trying to navigate our yeah, life because our yeah because the problem is we're already built, we're already born into a world of this that has history. Mm. We're already born into a violent world. We're already born into a world that has, for example, the traditional setting of a man of a hunter, of a gatherer, even traditional because you know that's what we're in South Africa. And tradition is very important to us. You're already born into that. So how do you interact with that on that basis? Because the problem is you can't move without. For example, acting as an outlier, as Pule said, you can't. As a man, I have there's going to be times where I'm going to interact with someone who's a traditional man. There's going to be times where I, I, I for example, I interact with someone who has movie, maybe a new set, uh, nuance we have located, maybe queer, maybe gay. And I have to learn how to interact with that while still being a man or identifying as a, identifying as a man. So, yeah. Man, what do you have to say? What's your idea of a man? What is masculinity? 
it's quite interesting because as I'm listening to both of them, I understand where it's going, but then there's a problem with that. Because the minute as humans we start to especially you know I have a problem with like the whole identity chat. Because mm. identity is much deeper than you actually think. And I always say that if your identity is not based on a solid thing, it's gonna constantly fluctuate. So if you base your identity on culture, on tradition, on what people say, on belief systems that are built made up by human beings, it's going to constantly fluctuate and it won't sustain you because those people did not create you, but instead they are, how can I say this? How can I, okay, let me be like this. For instance, parents, right? Parents always say that, oh yeah, I made you and stuff like that. You are a physical manifestation of the person that I am in the spiritual. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, God says, I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. God already knew you in the spiritual. It's just a matter of fact that you manifested into the physical through your parents. So topics such as manhood and um, masculinity, it's all rooted based on identity. It all boils down to identity. Like, who am I? And the only way you can know who you are is know whose you are and who made you. And that is God. My problem with manhood, especially in the generation that we live in, we all know that we all look for our identity. And in this context, it's in the context of manhood and stuff like that. So we have parents, we have uncles, we have traditions, we have religion that tells us, that shapes us or give, gives us an idea of this is what a man should act and this is how a woman should act and all these things. And as much as it seems innocent and stuff like that, those things are not necessarily the right way to do it. So for instance, tradition. Let's take tradition for instance. In psychology, remember we did about human development and all those things. And um, for instance, in the Tosa culture, um, circumcision, it's a big deal right now circumcision if i'm correct and someone can correct me in the Kosa culture it's your, the pivotal moment of your manhood because after that now you, you dress like a man you act like a man that's what defines your manhood but the problem with that that is based on psychological psych, someone's opinion it's not based on the word of god and i always i always go back to the word of god because that is where it should be because god created man and woman not tradition not not people god did it and there's a reason why we are biologically different we live in a world where feminists oh we need to be equal oh we need to do this oh we need to do that and that's not the case there is a reason why men have more terrorist ter how do you pronounce that that hormone that's it's testosterone. testosterone than women and there's a reason why we have that estrogen more than men and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're unequal we're equal yes but we're different and that's the beauty of it all. So manhood, my problem with it is that we say like it's it, it now becomes a progressive thing. It's not solid mm. because one he describes context on context based on his experiences, and we adopt certain things where it's like, oh well, that's not necessarily manhood. That's your version of manhood. Then what is really the real version of manhood? And that's my problem. It's like we need to go back to the mm. real version of and the bible clearly states that i know people are going to hate on the bible but that's the word of god if you want to know who you really are and why you're here and why men function like this and why this and that because the thing is all these things how men act we we see a perverted version of that and i always tell people like men in essence they're very authoritative they have pride they have ego and stuff like that is it a bad thing no it's not but because they've not been taught in the right context, it's not, we see a different version. That's where we have toxic masculinity. That's where we have men that are very, they're all like, oh, women need to be submissive. Yeah, it's the right thing, but you're not demonstrating in the right way. You're not receiving it in a 
right flight tonight, I would say. But okay, let's head hands. on to the questions. I saw there were a few questions, and then after that, you're gonna tell us about the gentleman project and how you are trying to navigate manhood in just, that and what you're trying and what you're trying to teach men, how you're trying to reach out to them and how you're just trying to be better men, basically. Um let's see. Um okay. So Isaac asked a few questions. Anyway, um by the way Simi, so thank you for joining. Thank you for joining as well. Um, okay, thank you. Um, why is a man's role in society negotiable when a woman's role in society isn't? Can you guys answer that? Should I repeat the question? Uh, no, you can, no, 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 you can repeat the question, please. Okay, the question is, why is a man's role in society negotiable when a woman's role in society isn't? Sorry, yeah, thank you. you can stop there. No, 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 I'm still thinking about it. Okay, okay. I think. Um, do you want to? Would you want to? Just repeat the question one more time. I got <laughs> distracted. Sorry about um, that. Why is a man's role in society negotiable when a woman's role in society is not? I think. How can I answer this? I, I'm just trying to give the proper context. Proper, just to make sure I don't offend anybody here. Um, I hear that question. I think, for example, it's just the thing is, it comes boil, it boils down to just the situations that women find themselves in. I think, as she pointed out, is that I think when it comes because I don't know which how to reference it, but for example, single motherhood, like if I'm not there for the child, who's gonna be there for the child? Mm -hmm. It's like that's why women have to be women. Like it's. It's because of us in the sense that we men don't make it negotiable in that sense because we don't allow women participation into that. So I think I can understand why it's not negotiable in that sense. But I think this boils down to us as men not interacting with our, for example, with our women in a, in a, in a more not, practical fashion. Yeah, because, yeah because I think that's why it's it's never negotiable in that sense, or we find it non-negotiable because we just never put it. You can even put tradition in some sense, but I understand also tradition also forms women's spaces and also male spaces. And female and males only interact in a very limited capacity. So for example, head of household, men, women support. That's how the interaction is based on. And that is also very flawed when you consider tradition, but we'll talk more on yeah. that later. Um, I think I think that question that I think the person is trying to view the question as, I, it's not that I think that that it's not that manhood is negotiable and womanhood is non-negotiable. Actually, the person is is like I think it's the problem of why is man having more autonomy. Yeah, it's not a question of being negotiable because one thing I can say to you is that actually manhood is not negotiable, and that is why we end up having toxic masculinity. Because if they say manhood is about you supporting soccer, then you're going to feel like an outliner and you are forced to have a fan to be a soccer fan, you are forced to learn how to fight, you are, you are forced to learn how to drive. You know, even with um, your, your, for example, as gents, 
being um, you are forced to be in sexual relations with women where we, we think that you are weaker when you're not so manhood is, is non-negotiable actually there's a standard that is why we have patriarchy because patriarchy is very non-negotiable and it's good at uh, um, adjusting to you know to different contexts you know patriarchy had a standard of that men should be in a position of power you know and even now it able to adjust to regardless of whether our life is even more on the internet where women are even sexually harassed on on the internet or where men still hold power on the internet you know so patriarchy is able to adjust to different um context of the world but to answer that question specifically um about why is it non-negotiable it's because of the promises of patriarchy i think that one thing I think, this is my pers pers perspective, right? I think that, look, patriarchy was explained to men and said, this is your identity as a man. This is what you do. Um, you're a provider. But to convince someone to follow something, telling them the definition is not enough. Then they told them the benefits that comes with the man, right? If you provide, then this is what happens to you. But those benefits were actually promises. So if you're a very patriarchal man, there are three high promises, hence why men opt to be very patriarchal. I think the number one is that one, you are promised to have women to like you. If you're a macho man, you're most likely to be liked by a lot of girls. Hence why men want to portray this masculinity, because you are promised more women will want you, right? Secondly, you are promised power in society and everyone wants power and there are always a hierarchy in the world. So you are also, as a man, having that power over women, saying that you are more powerful than the woman. You will have more say than the woman. And we see in different practices where in the Middle East, when women testify in court, their testifying is 50% of the men testifying. Like if I, as a man, say I did not abuse this woman, and the woman says, and the woman in the Middle East says, no, actually you did. What I'm saying is held higher than what she said, right? So there's power to that being a man in society. And the last thing that was promised to men, it is actually um, there's some some sort of consistency, like some sort of understanding the world because of. The world is so complex, so but patriarchy gives some sort of direction that this is what you need to head to. Like this is it gives you some level of purpose in life. That's what I'm trying to say. If you are if you cannot if you don't know what to do, then you most likely to fall into patriarchal traits and say, I must be a provider. So it gives you some level of purpose. And the last thing I think why women is never non-negotiable, it's because of the complexity. The complexity that comes with being a woman in society. For a long time, menopause and periods were considered a disease because of being a woman is such a complex biology. And hence why men never really come, took time to comprehend that. And as psychology students, I don't know if you know the psychologist, Sigmund Freud, where he came up with the, um, the, the theory of penis envy, that women want to become women, mm -hmm. that want to become men. Mm -hmm. It shows how they... There's so much, there's, there's a lack of understanding of what is womanhood because of why women were never in the church to be able to give themselves those identity because 
definitions are from a scholarly perspective and scholars are dominantly white people like if you look at the people that influence the world today from science to psychology it's white men and who knows because in african cultures manhood was actually defined that you have to sleep with a man to know that you're actually a man what? those are some of the cultural practices that are not yeah. part of the chat Facts. so oh, no, and because yeah that. so those are the silent african cultures that were practiced but because of definitions and from a scholarly perspective and from a white background we don't know about them we don't know that manhood in africa is different to how manhood is in, in the middle east and is in the west right for and example so, yeah. also, sorry just to also add on for example in our african languages don't have pronouns if you think about it are we going oh, there? No, but it doesn't necessarily have pronouns. But also, I think when he, when he also added on the negotiable mm. sense of patriarchy, also, you have to also remember that patriarchy is not selling the dream to men only, it's also selling the dream to women. Mm. And that's why, for example, like, let's be fair, let's be honest. Mm. You're going through school, look at how your schedule is. If a man comes to you and says, Obviously, let's say you have feelings for him. Says, look, I want to take care of everything. Uh, you just stay at home, do whatever you want to do. You can paint, whatever. Just raise the kids. Doesn't that sound like a good deal? It does. Patriarchy. And it also just depends on where you are mentally. Yeah, but yeah, you get me. So the thing I is, is just that's the reason why feminism was very important. It was that thing of like, okay, guys, we've been getting a deal from patriarchy. Like we've been getting this deal. Yes, this deal is nice, but the problem is we want to make our own terms. We don't want to go with their terms. So I think, in a sense, that's why, in terms of, I think when uh, Pule was saying, in terms of patriarchy, in terms of masculinity, that's why the woman uh, wrote, or um, I think the question was, the femininity or woman, it's not negotiable because you have a deal right there. When they tell me I must be a provider, there has to be a receiver. So when that woman is a receiver, she understands, hey, I'm getting a provider here. Yeah. And she knows what I am. Now, that's what they say. I, I don't say anything. I'm a provider and it's child. I think, so, uh, yeah. but, but also to, 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 uh, to explain is that I just love studying, you know, the genesis of things in general, knowing why things are as they are. Provision wasn't men, people deciding to wake up and say, you are a provider, you mm-hmm. are a receiver. It, it, it's not something that was, you know, uh, but I will, f- before I go into that point, before I forget, um, I almost forgot it. I want to echo what she said. You know, she, she spoke about, and I, I definitely agree with her. Um, not the entire part, but uh, the, the first part that she spoke about where, um, um, uh, um, like our identity being fluctuated. And I agree with her because of, for example, our identity as Africans, like he said, we don't have like pronouns. And part of not having pronouns is that we developed pronouns, you know, in a sense of saying that from school, from whatever, that when you speak to a woman, you have to say ma'am. When you speak to a, to a, to a, to a male, you say sir. And then comes a more liberal world and say you need to ask your preferred gender pronouns and the reason why it's difficult for society to adjust and it becomes very fluctuating this is why i agree with her it's because of we come from a background where calling you man is something respectful and now when i get out to a world and you say what i'm doing is wrong 
it becomes these two generations that are constantly clashing, constantly clashing and, and creating this toxicity where you either this or either not, you know. You cannot coexist. You cannot coexist. And this is because of you, when you go home, you have to call your mom or your, your, your aunt, man, sir, and whatnot. But you get into the world and you have to ask first, you know. Mm. And because people find it disrespectful and say, why are you assuming my, my, my preferred gender pronoun? But when you go home, no one has ever asked their aunt, mm. do, you, do, you, do you identify as, a, as, as an aunt? Do you want to identify as an uncle? Mm. You know, so there's always this clash where this background where, you know, they saw this. We're living in very two parallel where like our older generation are like the ceiling to the progress that the younger generation is trying to have in society you know where young generation wants to be very liberal and want no one to assume anything but old people want that there is a blueprint and a standard so there's it's like the older generation is the ceiling of our progress and this constant clash and clash where on this end you're being respectful on the other hand you're being wrong and it's very difficult for young people to keep up with that, you know. And to go back as to what he said, <laughs> to go back to what he said, because yeah, I want to engage everyone mm. to make them, you know, is, is that um, like Bell Hooks said something that was so profound when I was reading her book about showing love to men. You know, Bell Hooks um, was a love like wanted to say that men need love you know because she, she believes that men have been at the forefront of every bad thing whether war whether because men were told that you need to be at the forefront of that you know yeah in daughter must you know yeah so she, she said something that men wish women and children wish that men would die and that is something profound and I would say I would say why to this because there's actually one of my friends that said that um, um, in high school he said that he actually wishes that his father was not alive you know and I would see how there's so much comfort in the household when there is a woman involved you know when there is no presence of a male figure because male figures. We're giving this blueprint that you must be the discipliner, that you must be the bad guy, and the woman is the good guy, you know. Mm. And one thing that the young generation is dismantling is that, and what feminism is doing is saying, there's really no need to have a blueprint, you know. If you want to be the discipliner, you are allowed to be the discipliner, but you shouldn't be forced in being the discipliner, you know. So one thing I, I really find good in feminism is that it's very multifaceted. It did not start off that way because feminism was much of bashing men, but you know feminism has waves. But as it progresses and starts to understand is that patriarchy actually harms men as much as it harms women. And it's trying to take out men out of that persona that they are in. And I think that we need some level of direction, you know. And I think all of us understand the world from different perspectives. And I think if you want to follow the world from a perspective, like a perspective of your own religion right because even in religion there are different like that different religion others are muslim others are you know christian and others are you know um, um whatever and even in christianity it trickles down where others are apostolic others are you know so there's always that trickle down trickle down trickle down mm -hmm. until it arrives to you as an individual and saying this is the route i'm deciding to take and i think that in the world we need to stop uh, um, um, that sense where like people we need to start coexisting and understanding that we do not need to have like a 
a finite blueprint of what manhood is according to men's definition allow people to get it from the root that they want to get if i want my manhood to be about what god gives um purpose to me in life and says what is manhood then that way it's okay instead of me having to define my manhood from lived experiences or scholarly advices because there are books about what manhood is and it's just lived experiences of people so it also comes down to that but i am okay 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 see i agree with most of what you said Ned, but i find a problem in you saying from what you want because now that is what's happening also getting into yeah, the gender yeah, pronoun yeah. thing everyone is just trying to be their own person everyone is trying to behave as if we are our own creators and yes we do have authority on our own lives but again going back to what Jatim said identity where is it all stemming from who made me what is my purpose in life so now if everyone were to come with their own idea of what manhood is going to be i don't think that's going to qualify it as manhood but rather individuality if that makes sense yeah i think also because of like patriarchy as a way of um tapping into spaces like religion and try and interpreting mm. it to benefit it for example the idea of i don't know i don't want to suspect to call it idea but when in genesis it speaks about women being created from the rib of the man and patriarchy wants to define that your existence as a woman is dependent on me see now that's but also, perversion and also and also um god says that everyone is made in the image of me so my identity is not because of you or my existence is not because of you but it's because of my own creator you know but it's it's, called, it's because of god but because patriarchy and scholarly and scholars uh, and scholars who interpret this support their views of patriarchy using religion exactly and also yeah. while looking at our scholars we also need to understand that we're talking about the white man and we cannot say we're going to overlook race because mm. it plays a role in that basically what they were doing was colonizing us most of these things have been used it's talking from a christian point of view most of what is said in the bible and the doctrine that is spoken about in the bible i would say is true but you know why where it becomes a problem it becomes problematic when now the white person introduces the idea of god to me and doesn't give it to me in a clean in a clean state as it is but rather perverts it and uses it to their own advantage in order to colonize me in order to make me submit to them whereas now my idea of christianity which is what we see happening in society right now it is flawed no one trusts the bible rather no i'm just going to create my own mental image of god and that is idolatry on its own yeah. so now what dj yeah, because because also you know men love saying that because the bible says men is a provider it doesn't mean that women have to stay at home the reason why it says that is because of the biology that comes with you there isn't like for example i always say that this thing of hunting and being a provider is not something that we came up with or something that is that is there that we created you are you are called the provider because of the way you are like the way you are in a sense that imagine this in the in the history of the world like back then where life was difficult where you had to hunt to eat where there was no uber eats and everything the only way for people to survive women the only the first food as a human being the first thing that you literally eat is from a woman it's literally breastfeeding children 
Men cannot stay and breastfeed the child. And that is why there had to be division. When men, you had to go get the food while I give the child the food. Because that was, the, that was it was for survival. Like, it, it's, it's like trying to argue and saying, let's say we all go out. And then I'm the least drunk person. And you guys, be driving a car. And you want to say, no, you must not drive. Like, we're trying to make a big debate of something that is very practical. That the least person who's drunk should drive because they need to. And other, like, you know. Like I, don't, I cannot find the perfect example, but it was basic survival. Humans need, needed to survive, and the only way to do that was that women needed to, because that was the literal food only that the baby could have, and, but also we live in a household where other individuals need to survive. That is where you come in, you know? So it's not something that is, that was there, and it, because sometimes people want to make it as if we woke up and said, you must do this. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like that. You know, there's a purpose behind that, and we had to survive. So, yeah, but this world is a very tricky world. <laughs> Should I go on to other questions, or does anyone want to add something? I wanted to add to something in terms of the religion, politics, and all these spheres of these institutions mm. and these spheres of education and knowledge. I would say that, for example, when looking at masculinities, that okay, I don't want to deep dive into my beliefs, <laughs> but you could actually see that even with the white man ideology, even with the Chinese ideology, even if with the South American ideology, even with the American or not American, let's just say African uh, manhood in terms of that, we share the same type of issues. Again, and it speaks a lot to patriarchy because Patriarchy is very, it's a very vicious cycle. Like, patriarchy requires you to be vicious. It requires you. It's clean cut throat. That's it. You don't need anything more. You don't need anything less. So, to just to go back into, I think when it comes into, no, I'm not trying to leave because I've been hearing a lot of points, <laughs> is that you have to be very careful, for example, because when we look at it, because we're using also like the Bible as a, as, as a reference point, is that also the interpretation. I think when we look at it, because when Ule was, or people, scholars were like, look, uh, Adam in Genesis, a woman, whatever, God took a rib from Adam and made the whatever. But also they can also, for example, if I look at it in a different way, it can be interpreted in a way that man and woman need each other. And forever, God created them in that light so that they'll always rely on each other. That's why, for example, right now, we're having a conversation of masculinity, but we can't avoid femininity. Mm. So, I think in that sense is that, yes, uh, when we look at the world and looked how whitewashed it was and how perverted it is and how it came into us as black males, where we feel like this is what the white man did, uh, did to us, looking at, look, looking at us that we're just some, I don't want to say monkeys, but Looking at us like we're just monsters, we're just savages and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. And it highlights these issues, but it goes back to the main purpose. Patriarchy is savage. Look, I want your land and I'm going to make you look like a fool. There's nothing to it. Hey man, the people I want to provide for, they're back home and I don't care about you. Same thing with how even racism started. It started even as a king. I think it was the king of Portugal or the king of Spain. Peter philosopher or some guy to write a book 
to motivate settlers to go into Africa to convince them that actually this is the rightful land. Because think about it, as a commoner, why would I need to go to Africa? There's going to be certain promises made. There's also like famine was going on. Hey man, we just came from the Black Death. Come on, you're telling me this riches there and the people there are monsters or whatever and they don't deserve anything. Because if you look at everything in history when it comes to conquering each anybody else is that we have to dehumanize everybody first mm. so when you dehumanize what you have to do you have to demasculate also so the minute you discriminate uh, demasculate and that's what patriarch is Ule, when he comes with a good idea if i'm in an executive position and i want to be top dog of that board where everything comes from me what i have to do make Ule look like a fool that's how it goes so it's like i understand that we could put whitewashing on, on or white people in the blame but it's like it happens it has been happening for for centuries it's like like because masculinity just and demasculinity something just comes from dehumanizing the person like even in terms of in slavery in that sense in terms of calling somebody a boy you have to demasculate because that's what patriarch is so you can just say i don't know man. you can say it's quite complex we'll yeah. never really reach a conclusion but yeah we can it's... hope to try and impact yeah but yeah but yeah you can continue the question okay um let's check for other questions jeanette can say something about <laughs> um, nah, like, uh, 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 spoke on my behalf Okay, and then um, Omolimo joined, um, Remedy joined. Okay, another question. See, but this would have been another podcast, but since they already asked the question, I suppose we can try to answer it. What is a woman's role in society and what does womanhood mean? It seems, it seems what manhood is, is non-negotiable, while womanhood is to please the feelings and, con- and conveniences of women. Listen to the last part. It is non-negotiable while womanhood is to please the feelings and conveniences of women. So he's basically focusing on the emotional aspect of womanhood. If I'm understanding this correctly, what it would suggest is that women are trying to be women just to please other women or look good in the eyes of other women and not necessarily doing it for the purpose that for what we were called to be. That's just how I'm understanding it, but we'll try to answer that. Or we could make it another podcast. Um hi Charlio, Carly Corp, um Boitumelo, Uncle Uhuru, Gadi Baba joined. You <laughs> and then um again, Sir Isaac Are. There's a difference between power and competence. Okay. So I suppose that's just the point we need to take into consideration. Um, confidence joined, Oratile joined, Tandi we joined. Okay, a lot of people actually joined. Muzimo Sese, you can call me Tim. Oh my word, are we doing shout outs now? Umbrello joined. Read the question. Okay, um, a lot of people joined. So, do we want to answer that question? Yeah, you open the floor because. Um, again, I'll repeat the question. Yeah? Yes, please. Um, uh, the question was about what is womanhood because it seems like yeah. the manhood definition is there but womanhood is all about serving like it's, mm-hmm. yeah and so focusing more on the emotional side yeah. so yeah. when you think of women it has to be something that is emotional 
And I was thinking this could have been because already now we are talking about masculinity and the role of men in society, right? I was thinking that at some point, yeah, it is awesome. Um, maybe we could have like had a conversation where it's just what is womanhood and then finally come together as a collective and talk about womanhood and of although it would somewhat be repetitive but new ideas would be brought in because now we are trying to reach common ground but anyway because the question was already brought up what is a woman's role in society personally because like i've been saying it's a i feel like it's a chat i've been having a lot lately i think the role of a woman is to nurture i think i am called to be feminine that and it is really hard because every day you go out into the world and you put your masculine energy on because you need to be tough because you're literally just taking blows but while that is also the case it does not mean that that is why i have an issue with equality because even when we talk about equality and feminism on its own and i can't believe at some point i've seen a feminism a feminist but anyway my point is we are trying so hard to reach this equality that we do not know what it is are we fighting for equality in the workplace or are we fighting for equality generally in life and the whole idea of feminism the root of it is innocent but the way it is being implemented is not correct that is what i have a problem with so now going back to what i believe a woman's role in society is is to nurture it's to be feminine it's to be led into submission and knowing what i'm submitting to it is knowing that it is basically being led because again i'm the helpmate that and that does not mean that i am less than you we need each other we are codependent like jatem said we are different that does not mean we are even biologically we're not equal men themselves are not equal biologically men themselves are not equal so so what is it socially um in terms economically um physically like we all have different strengths and the whole idea of equality just does not make sense if you ask me hence i want it to be more specific and clearer and maybe i will get another i'll get a different viewpoint of it of what equality is what is this equality we're fighting so hard for what benefits is it going to bring to us because i can understand the concept of fighting for equality in the workplace but i cannot understand the idea of being equal to men i suppose that is where the penis envy situation would also come in because then that would mean we're trying to be like men but yeah that's just my idea of it i could delve more into it but i also want to hear um what you guys have to say and also this thing yeah, for um womanhood is to please the feelings and convenience of women i actually somewhat agree and understand that question to a certain extent if you look at feminism as well it's a matter of whenever a woman is being nurtured and taken care of and also basing womanhood and manhood on in biblical terms is whenever a woman experiences such gracious love and is being led into submission or led to Christ by her partner like that it often becomes a problem because now she is considered a weakling by other women and as a result she now tends to put on her masculine energy because she is trying to convince other women or make other women feel better and again 
it becomes a problem because we live in a hypersensitive society. It's just a pity that right now Luyanda could not make it, but he is gay and he was also going to add on to what masculinity means because, again, there's now other... We are back to our making our own identities, what masculinity is. We're now on the chat of pronouns, like why is the necessity for pronouns? Why are we... And again, are we not just human? So I feel that we live in a very hypersensitive generation where you're constantly accommodating for other people's emotions whereas like it is not even your responsibility yes we can be gracious of other people but i don't think that we have to constantly be accommodating people's emotions like that i have no business in how you see yourself and it is not my responsibility to constantly make you feel better about yourself because you know who you are and that is just you having to navigate your life without self-navigation and also this thing of having to apologize before we talk also doesn't make sense. But <laughs> anyway. Yo, okay. Yo, dude, you said a lot, hey? But yeah, I totally agree with you. I think this whole feminism, womanhood, whatever, it's just basically like, it all comes down to perversion, right? And mm-hmm. like, we necessarily don't, and we, we get it, but like, we don't have the right definitions for it. So it's the same thing with womanhood, where it's like, yes we are women are like naturally more emotionally stuff like that but but there's this um preacher that i follow jackie Hill perry i love her so much and she was actually a lesbian and then she got saved and like she's married to her husband whatever and her version of feminine because the thing is also within womanhood like people think that oh as a woman you need to wear dresses all the time you need to your favorite color has to be pink and all these things like we have our own stereotypical definition of womanhood and for her she's like i don't like to wear dresses all the time i like to wear my pants i like to rock my dress i don't like wearing makeup and that's just who i am does that mean that i'm less of a woman no i'm still a woman right now in the context of marriage right it's the same thing like we men and women play different roles in marriage the man is the head of the house we all know this i'm pretty sure the whole entire world knows that the man is the head (laughs) of the house but like you said it's been implemented in the wrong way ever whereas polygamy oh i'm not trying to go there but you get what i'm trying to say polygamy comes into the chat of like oh okay since the man is the head of the house that means that the the man can have multiple wives as he wants to because you get what i mean and the wife is supposed to do what submit and be like no, I can't understand. Like you submitting does not mean you're being taken a fool. You understand what I'm saying? And I remember I had this conversation with one of the that guys. That is why you cannot be led by a person that does not even know what they're doing. And that don't know who they are. And I think the issue is men do not realize the authority that they have. I do not think they realize the responsibility that they carry. I do not think that they like the benefits, but they don't want the responsibility. And I think that's why also, like, especially in our generation, we have this whole trend in Dota, Maive. We put, like, we unrealistic place, standards we, yeah. and expectations on men. And now they feel forced to be that guy. Because why? It's society's definition of manhood. So basically what you're saying is that we are defining what manhood is for men. The same way women have and been told ways. how to be by men. Also, like, culturally, like, women have been told you have to clean you need to wake up early, you need to learn how to cook, you need to do... It's all, like, based on... But there's a reason why that makes women. sense, right? That's the thing. That's why I always say, like, everything, all these religions derive from the Bible, but it's a perverted version of scripture. Muslim, Judaism, all these African practices, like, they all have 
the I don't know the practices it comes from the Bible but it's perverted in their own manner. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing as womanhood, manhood, and all these things. Like I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm, you are making sense. Anyway, um, you can tell us about the gentleman's project, or we can take a break. If you need a break, or would you guys? Oh, so I'm not gonna comment on womanhood. Oh, no, you. No, 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 the conversation is not had is not being had. So the thing is usually when men and women come together to discuss such situation, it's more how can I say the politics of the situation. Mm-hmm. The more of who gets what. My problem is this. Oh no, um rightfully so. The problems are rightfully so, for example, the rape crisis or I don't know how to define it, but the situation of rape in the country, us men being killed. Like, we all have our own individual problems or all these sexes have their own problems and whatnot, which are valid. So the problem is, we get to that situation where, like, we don't communicate what's literally said. So, for example, when the chat that you guys are having, it's not necessarily I have to agree, but I like it in the sense of you're communicating what you need and what you want. Rather than, for example, bashing the other side. It's because the bashing of the other side, which is valid sometimes and to a certain extent because, you know, it's an argument for sake. It's a discussion. It happens. It needs to be robust. But, yeah, like, in terms of womanhood, I think also, I think also, I think also, I'm sure would also highlight that patriarchy creators thing of Mean girls, mean girls being mean to other girls, and creating this pick me type of girl. It's insecure. And for example, how fashion shows are still being run if we're being a liberal society itself, because you know if men compete on a sense of competence on power, what do women compete on? This quality, beauty. If I don't make the beauty standards, that I'm less of a woman. So. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I can have, man. I, I can't necessarily comment on womanhood. Um, uh, I, I can only comment on what type of woman I think oh, we, individual, like, we individually want. Like, for example, that's something like for me, it's based on practicality. There are certain things that I wouldn't know that she would know. That's something like the head of the household thing is very... It, I have a problem with it because it's like, bro, we're fully-fledged adults. Maybe because I have just a new nuanced way of seeing things. That's why I think I can't deal with a traditional woman. But I, the thing is, like, I can't. I just want to clarify. Also, while you're doing that, yeah. what is a traditional Like a traditional woman, woman, like, for example, traditional woman, like. Tuku. Yeah, Ibaba, bro. Like. You see, no, like. That's what we talk about. You see, that's not even no, 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 submission. No, that's just not, like, no, no, not just the submission part, but like. Like for example, all the decisions that need to be made, hey, Baba, uh-uh, like this is not my department. Okay. This is I not where, like, for example, I don't. The reason why I think a traditional woman. So basically, there's no gender roles. No, no, no. It's not about the gender roles. It's just about that. There's going to be a certain line that we always have to cross. If you can't take care of a kid because you have a meeting, 
and you have to run somewhere. Me as a man, I can't just be there chilling there looking at this kid cry. I see where the flaw yeah, is. Yeah, I see yeah, where yeah. the miscommunication yeah, yeah. is. It's the gender. It's like, exactly gender roles. Yeah, yeah. Then no, we no, have no, to no. discuss what gender roles are. Yeah. Like, how that the has to be. No, like, like gender roles, right? I believe in it. If a woman, let's say for some, even if you let's say for some, you believe in tradition, right? You're like, no, I want to cook for you, I want to clean for you, what, what, what. I'm like, okay, sure, fed, fed, and then, okay, sure, you want me to provide fed. But then it comes to the situation because we live in a context, a continuous context where, ah, Baba, if I become unemployed, what's going to happen now? If you want to get a job and you have to support me because I'm unemployed, what's going to happen now? Okay, you just made me realize that we need to go back to what a hey. traditional woman is. So now yeah, this, create, yeah, this creates yeah, yeah. another so that's your chat. version of traditional. Now, like, traditional is like, you are not going to cross this line. If, oh. if like if now I'm let's say for example as the deal said if I'm a provider and you're a receiver, you as a receiver are not gonna cross that line of being a provider. Yes, you provide in your own sense, but monetarily decision making in the house you don't cross that line. Okay, that's flawed, and I think that is what feminism is trying to reach when they talk about their equality. Mm. So um, we have like two minutes Mutlalikula, i don't know if you have anything to so, say in the two minutes and then minutes. since we already like and then we'll can continue the conversation oh um in the last 10 seconds that i mean i think i would say before we'll continue on the other side um, right this is okay i think for me that womanhood is just being human and see you guys <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> i'm joking um I think the two minutes is very small because yeah, yeah, you have a lot I, to I, say. Yeah, because I also have a question and for, for um with you guys, maybe it will be continued. Mm. I think for me is I have two questions based because you guys are clear and you know, and I have two questions is that why what why is there a problem of being submissive, and wh- why do you think that feminism is against being submissive to your man? Do you think that those things cannot coexist, number one? And number two, do you think somehow feminism is against the belief as as a woman? You know, because at the end of the day, feminism exists largely to ensure for there for women, you know? So do you think that, is it some level of barrier or is it something that you, you don't, like, I don't know, like, like, is it something that you don't want to consent to? That, that's my question. Do you think you cannot coexist with feminism as a woman? Yeah.